Hello, I am Jack Kennedy, and this is your JT Media Weekly Update 8. Okay, it's that time right now. Um, I'm going to do be doing my early predictions for the NFL season. And today I'm going to be doing the AFC North and South predictions, uh, as well as getting you up to date on the biggest news in the NFL. So as of right now, uh, pretty much the only thing that's been going on is just training camp, players getting ready, uh, new draft picks, signing contracts and everything. Uh, Some very important news though, Nick Bosa is out for three weeks, should be fit and ready for the NFL season, but don't expect him to play in the preseason uh, to prevent him from getting injured for the 49ers. Alright, without further ado, I will get to the predictions for the AFC North and the AFC South today, Uh, and then the next weekly update, I will be doing the East and the West for the AFC, and then going through the NFC and eventually through the playoffs to the Super Bowl. So, starting with the AFC North, uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati Bengals are in that division, and I'm going to start with last to first. Um, In last place, and I think it's no surprise here, I have the Cincinnati Bengals finishing 5-11, 0-6 in their division. I just can't see this team, even after the draft they have, I can't see this team competing with the lights of Pittsburgh, even though they, they lost a lot of players, or even Baltimore, and especially Cleveland now in this division. Um, I don't think this is much of a surprise. They might do better than this, but I think 5-11 five, five and 11 is a fair fair record for them. In uh, second to last, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is a bit of a stretch. Considering they still have Big Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster, as well as picking up some solid draft picks, but I just can't see. I think their team has just been so torn apart with the likes of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown that they have just lost some of their identity, and this is going to be a setback season. I think they'll do have a better season after this season, but I do have them finishing eight and eight, and in second to last place. Now, uh, with a three and three divisional record, that's important too. Um, In second place in the division, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I have them finishing 8-8 as well. This is due to a number of reasons. Um, I think they might even be in a worse spot than the Steelers are right now. Uh, The the Ravens traded away pretty much their entire defense last season. Uh, They did pick up some very good likes in uh, Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram uh, as a running back. But Lamar Jackson hasn't really shown that he can throw the ball very well yet. And if the teams start countering the running game, he's going to struggle. Um, especially in this division with the, some of the heavy defenses. I just think they got rid of too many players. And I think they're going to struggle because of it. I do, think, I do have them finishing 4-2 in their division just because Baltimore is such a tough place to play. Um, so I do have them finishing second on that. And in first, that leaves the Cleveland Browns. Now... This is either a hit or miss team, really. Historically, the Browns have been the worst. They have been terrible. Um, last, two seasons ago, or I mean, that was, yeah, two seasons ago, they finished 0-16. Didn't win a game. I just, the, I just can't count them out, though, with the players that they have signed. Odell Beckham Jr., uh, their draft class was amazing. Uh, Baker Mayfield has shown that he is a great quarterback. They have a new coach. He's not really, like very experienced but he has he was with the team and was with them with success i see this team doing very well this season 11 and 5 5 and 1 in the division 
Um, I had them struggling in the playoffs, though. I think they're going to be eliminated first or second round just because of the inexperience there. But I do think the Cleveland Browns are a team to watch and a force for this upcoming season. So that's my NFC uh, North predictions. I have Cleveland in first, Baltimore in second, Pittsburgh in third, Cincinnati in fourth. Um, Now, AFC South. This is a very interesting division. The Colts are looking to have one of the best teams, NFL rosters, in the NFL right now. They have they have put together a great team. Their coach is solid. Andrew Luck is back. They are looking very, very good. Um, so we'll see where they rank. I'm gonna start and last I have Tennessee. Now this could be this could really backfire on me because their team has shown to be one of the most mediocre nine and seven teams uh, in the NFL. They just can't put together a lot and I think that this season they, they could they could do amazing. I just think that this season, after a lackluster draft, not much is really going to happen. I have them going six and eight, which is not a terrible record. Um, sorry, that should that should be six and nine. I have them going six and nine, um, and then two two and four in the division, uh, finishing last. I, I just I. I feel for the Tennessee Titans, I just don't see them, especially in this division now. I think a lot of, a lot more losses are going to come in this division due to the fact that this is an up-and-coming division and a lot of these teams are growing. In seventh, I have the Houston Texans. I feel like this is going to be kind of a setback year for the Houston Texans. They've been, really, they've been pretty decent in the past couple of years, but I feel like Deshaun Watson is going to need a new offensive lineman. He's going to need new help on offense as well as defense. I just think he's going to need some more help offensively and just in the overall scheme of things, just the entire team. Um, they're going to need maybe new coordinators or whatever. Just, I think they need another revamped season after this. I do see them being good in the future, but um, as of as of right now, I think this is going to be a bit of a setback year for them. I have them finishing 8-8, eight 3-3 and eight, three and three record in the division. So this is an interesting one and a very, very controversial one. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing 9-7, and 3-3 three and three in the division in second place. Let me explain why. They acquired Nick Foles. Blake Bortles is gone. Blake Bortles, I feel, was the one piece that was sort of holding the Jaguars back. The Jaguars had everything to, they could go on. They, they, it's crazy. They could have gone to the Super Bowl. They could have gone to the Super Bowl a couple years back. I, I just... I seriously think that all the talent is still there defensively. They have another great group, another great draft. They have Nick Foles. I don't see them being a 10-win team, but I seriously do think that being 9 and 7 is in a real is a real possibility, especially with Nick Foles and their offensive uh, as as the quarterback now. I think that he will struggle early on, but they're going to endure some stuff and come back and make the playoffs barely. Nick Foles way. I have them finishing second. Uh, they're going to be my surprise team of the season. And in first place, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Not really a surprise here, really. I think their team has just been put to what, put together so well. They uh, Coaches have done great to come back and endure last season. I have them finishing 10-6, 4-2 in the division. Um, I think they're going to be a very solid playoff team. I really do. Um, their team is just built up very well. They're made to maybe endure some injuries. I really, really like what the Colts have done, and I have them topping the AFC South. 
So recap, uh, Colts first, Jacksonville Jaguars second, Houston Texans third, and Tennessee Titans in last place in that division. Um, So that about wraps up the NFL portion of this. Okay, now, soccer. Um, Real Madrid, obviously, are going to need a big summer. Uh, they are pretty much, it's done. They're just pretty much waiting for the Europa League final to finish up, which I think is a class move, um, until they announce that Hazard is coming over. Uh, Pogba is a real possibility right now, especially considering the way Manchester United ended things. It's going to be a very, very interesting summer in Madrid. Um, Zidane is also going to be kind of on the hot seat because he's coming back. He left for, um, he left because pretty much just because Ronaldo left, uh, and, and now, now their, their team has suffered. He's coming back and, uh, he's going to have to work with stuff. A controversial move he, he made was sticking with, uh, Courtois despite Navas really having the better form. I do understand it though, considering that was their new goalkeeper that they signed. He has to kind of stick with the new signing. I do wonder where Navas is going to go, or if he's going to sort of go to maybe a uh, a league where he can just kind of maybe retire out, uh, maybe go play in his home country, but you never know. Um, either way, congrats to Navas. He had a great career, and he it really he really shouldn't be leaving like this, but um, Zidane is definitely uh, going to need a big summer in Madrid, and they're going to need a bounce-back year because as of right now, the team's not looking too great. They are going to need uh, definitely some midfield talent, which is where they're going to look for Pogba. And uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, Mbappe hinted an exit uh, in, in a quote. Uh, this is very interesting considering the fact that uh, Neymar is staying now. PSG released another statement saying that Mbappe is staying. I really don't know what's going on in PSG. They need to get stuff figured out. Uh, and they need to win some Champions League games because... Otherwise, their players will have no incentive to actually stay there. Um, I do think Mbappe won't leave this season, but definitely next season to possibly a Real Madrid or Barcelona-esque type of club. Um, He's just that good, and he deserves to be on a club that's that good. And uh, if PSG doesn't win any Champions League uh, glory soon, Neymar will be gone as well. Sané, interest has been found by Bayern Munich and has been confirmed by Bayern Munich, so expect that move to be a uh, late but possible. I think it's going to happen. I really do. Sané, he's very, very good for Manchester City. Manchester City doesn't want to let him go, they said, but I think that Bayern Munich definitely need that position, especially after Robin retiring. I think they're going to go after him. I think they're going to get him, especially Sané being German as well. So now I'm going to... uh, quickly give you my Champions League prediction and Europa League prediction first. Oh, I am so excited. Um, I think I already gave you a prediction last time, but I don't care. I'm going to do it again. Uh, let's see what it is this time. Um, Europa League. Arsenal versus Chelsea. Very, very important game for both Arsenal and Chelsea because Chelsea's already in the Champions League right now. If Arsenal win, they will be in the Champions League next season. Plus, it's just for the glory of the title. Um... Very, uh, very uh, interesting game. I'm going to say it will be Arsenal 3-2. to two. It's going to be a very close game. But I think Arsenal just has the attacking power to get it done. Um, Hazard's going to want to win some glory in his last game. I just think that Arsenal really, 
are going to look to, to, to make it happen. And I think they have the team to, especially with Aubameyang, which I called at the beginning of the season. He is such a phenomenal player, especially at Dortmund. He came in and was tied for the Golden Boot with Salah Mane. He did amazing. So, very, very fascinating, fascinating game there. I do have Arsenal winning against Chelsea. Now for the big game, Champions League final. My Liverpool facing Tottenham Hotspur. Very, oh man, I'm so nervous and excited for this game. It's going to be incredible. Uh, Champions League final in Madrid. Atletico Madrid's brand new stadium is fantastic. My prediction is Liverpool 2, Tottenham 1. Close, tense game, but Liverpool get it done in the end just due to the quality of their players. And Tottenham, that, I don't know. It's going to be an incredible game. I cannot wait for it. Now we're on to the MMA section. Um, some quick stuff. Sage Northcutt uh, lost his first one championship debut um, quick, just like Eddie Alvarez. One championship is not messing around. Demetrius Johnson won his first fight, but uh, wow, one championship is really showing up that they have some talent. Um, anyway, so he actually suffered some big stuff, so prayers up for Sage Northcutt, and uh, he'll be back soon. Habib versus Dustin Poirier is finally in the works. Um, it's possible that it's in Abu Dhabi, which would be pretty cool. Um, but that fight is obviously what's going to happen. And it seems like the winner of Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone will face the winner of that, which would make sense to me. Unless Habib loses and he wants to rematch, but I kind of would like to see either Tony Ferguson or Donald Cerrone get it next because both of those guys thoroughly deserve the title shot. Um... Also, a very interesting piece of news, Habib still wants GSP. Despite GSP being retired, he wants him uh, by the end of the year, which possibly means he could fight him before Dustin Poirier, which would be weird, but uh, I don't see this one happening as much. GSP's retired. He might come back. I just doubt it. Um, And for Habib, I, I think I would focus on Dustin Poirier rather than GSP right now. And a quick recap of the last fight night, Rafael Dos Anjos, one against Kevin Lee, uh, third round arm arm triangle choke. Did not see that one coming, but he is proving Kevin. I, I feel like this fight does more against Kevin Lee than it does for Rafael dos Anjos because RDA is in the division, probably you know n- not even probably definitely the toughest division in the UFC, and it's gonna it's gonna take some time to get back up. This definitely helps RDA's case to get back up there for the title shot, but he's nowhere near where the title shot really is. But it does help him a lot. But what it does for Kevin Lee is even more. It takes him from one of the top title contenders and it puts him down to a situation where he is in contention with like the 10th spot and below which really really hurts the case for Kevin Lee who's a great fighter but it seems like his confidence is uh, over overpassed his actual ability at this point and he really needs he needs to take some time off and just regroup because every win every loss in this division could be the end or the beginning of your career uh, it's just such a hard division to, to compete in now, if I'm Kevin Lee, I honestly might consider just dropping down, or not dropping down, because that'd, that'd be a tough guy. Maybe even going up to welterweight. Or if there's a 165, if 165 comes around, he should definitely consider going up there, because he's talented. 
but he's in such he's putting himself in such a pickle right now that I just can't see him getting any title contention anytime soon. So uh, yeah, that's my take on the news this week. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out JT Media on the podcast handle uh, or on the Instagram handle at JT Media Podcast. Goodbye. Thank you.